2: Spencer
1: Spillman.
3: What is up everybody? Welcome back to the sports buzz. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. The three Stooges got coached to my right here. What's up, man? Yo. Chad's back this week finally. What's up, dude? What's up, buddy? I was waiting for a yo. <laughs> Bow and pressing buttons. Howdy, fellas. Thanks for hosting our podcast.
4: I
5: can. <laughs>
3: Uh, today is Tuesday, August the 8th, uh, still, and we're always recording from the Strangeland Studio here in Austin, Texas at Casa de Ballad. Yeah. Oh! Will you just wait till we have a f- official vote on this shit? I'm just trying it out, just putting the training wheels on, getting a feel for it, and it feels good so far. Um, the show, as always, sponsored by uh, the beautiful, but delicious Strangeland Brewery. Uh,
1: a beer for any occasion.
4: Beer for... All occasions. We're here for every occasion.
3: And you can always find the show on SoundCloud and iTunes. Yeah, buddy. Please uh, keep up to date with every new episode. Subscribe and follow us on both of those sites. Give us some five-star
4: reviews. Click on every episode. That would be, That'd
3: I'd be nice. That'd be nice. Um, hopefully you listen to every episode. Um, I know we listen to most of every episode. Um, no! <laughs> well, I do. I try to. Thirteen. Um, this is... Uh, So if you listen to Wednesday's show, you heard our Texas Longhorn preview show. Uh, This is going to be the rest of Texas. We're going to talk other teams around the state. um, And we'll get into our show business here quickly. Um, But first, we got to talk about the big news coming out of the brewery. Strangeland has the burnt orange cans coming out in honor of college football season. Yeah, baby. Um, Do love seeing those bad boys. And for the first time, you'll be able to find those burnt orange cans inside of DKR Memorial Stadium. Yeah, buddy.
4: The official unofficial beer of the Texas Longhorns. We've coined that phrase since last week. And over the break, we have decided that we would be officially the official unofficial podcast of the official unofficial beer of UT football.
3: That's a mouthful, but I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Rolls off the tongue. We're getting shirts, <laughs> right um, a that's a good service. idea that is a good <laughs> idea um, we'll, we'll, we'll table that we'll talk about this after the show uh, I'm going to write it down yeah take well, notes alright so our um, other sponsor Mountain Breeze Campground uh, there's a big party slash Riverfest cleanup this weekend the Saltwater slide Riverfest cleanup going on the 11th through the 13th go check it out um, go camp go drink go float and uh, make sure you keep that Guadalupe River as beautiful as it always is. Um, check us out on Twitter at SportsBuzzTX. Find the brewery on Twitter at StrangelandBrew. Uh, excuse me, Strangeland Brew. Uh, Mountain Breeze, no Twitter, but go to their website, www.mountainbreezecamp.com. Let's get into our show business. College football is now starting in three weeks. Three. Right. If you count rice. Which we don't. Which we don't um so four weeks till texas football and um we did dedicate a full hour to the horns so we'll dedicate a full hour between eight teams because that seems fair
4: this is kind of like the that t-shirt you see where it says texas and then not texas yeah it's like that episode texas but not Texas. kind of like our uh our episode or our picture on facebook i believe
3: it's our the banner cover photo thought. yes um yeah, so we'll be talking all the other teams around the state. We have several special guests calling in. Um, we had to cut a few teams. We're sorry. Uh, we just couldn't fit them all in, and we really didn't want to talk about... Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> not sorry. We didn't want to talk about UTSA, because they're, they've are they only been a football team for like a couple of months, I think.
1: Well, we all went Texas State and fuck UTSA.
3: Please. Yeah. I mean, maybe they've been around for a few years. I don't know. But... Uh, there's nothing really going on in Nacogdoches, so we're not going to talk about SFA. And um, UNT is pretty much a joke. Can't even say they're stadium man.
4: I don't know what it's called. It's some sort of Indian... Quick, name a player of UNT. That's why we're not talking about uh, Okay. Someone on the list, we're not talking about UTEP. Shout out to my grandma, though, season ticket holder. The old miners out there. Old miners, baby them. probably oh one of the God. coolest
1: stadiums. Honestly, it is
4: really I cool like with the stadium. mountains in
3: the background. Yeah. Badass stadium, very neat. Um, so like like came. I said, yeah, over in the cave. Um, so <laughs> as I said in the beginning, um, our our co-host Chad is back this week. Um, he's back for all of uh one week, and he's he's out the next two weeks. So,
1: life of a traveling vacuum you know? salesman.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Dyson's got me on the road a lot. <salesman>. Yeah, so out, out, out the next few weeks, uh,
3: we'll be traveling. But not um, on the Pup List, right? Not on the Physically Unable to Podcast.
0: Not on the Pup List. I don't have to go and see Dr. Andrews to see if I need to get anything uh, repaired. Fair enough. Dr. So, we'll see. I will be doing Sports spas, uh stuff while I'm over there. Hopefully trying to get to... Uh, Either a Braves game or a Falcons preseason game. I don't know. We'll see. I like it. I like it. We can
3: see if we can maybe get you to call in from one of those places.
0: Uh, it will definitely be on the weekend, probably. So, uh, doubtful. Okay. Well, but fair we'll enough. Get some clips. Fair enough. And uh, while you're there, maybe get a couple interviews
3: with some fans from the area. See how they're feeling about the uh twenty eight to three upset, blowing of the loss, and um. I will ask them how to they shot. feel about
0: Falcons Day. Try not to get shot. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Um... <laughs> And we also have a fantasy football episode coming up August 29th. We're still looking for as many people want to call in and give us uh, your predictions on um, a mock draft, players you're looking forward to drafting, your league, uh, maybe some of your worst or best fantasy football moments. Um, we'll look into your fantasy football history. Give us a call. Let us know if you want to do it. Hit us up on Facebook or Twitter if you
4: want to join. Um, Malik, it's about that time to go make chicken wings, huh? Yeah, it it, it normally is. What do you mean um, normally? This week, uh, not not having chicken wings this week. What? Yeah. Uh, to make a long story short, I got trashed this weekend at a very fun event, and it has tricolated into What event was this? What uh, event was this? I don't want to get into it. Uh, probably shouldn't mention anything about it, but... Mm-hmm. Let me explain. It's been a rough two days. <laughs> There's been no time to prepare chicken wings, so uh, sorry, not sorry. Uh, you guys can... Naughty tonight. Wow. That's, uh, you're you're not hosting the show very well. I mean, we're, are we, are we at my house? Yes or no?
3: Normally,
0: I expect chicken wings. See. I I think (laughs) that we will have some food catered to us. So, uh, stay tuned. Okay. See what happens. We'll see. Check out next week and see what
3: we got. If it's, uh, if it equals up to Ballad's chicken wings. A great time to mention that if we had a chicken wing sponsor, this wouldn't be an issue. That's fair. (laughs) That's That's fair. Um, hey, uh, it's time to, to jump right in. Let's do it. Um, you know, we do have a special guest calling in. Um, Ballad, are you going to get uh, our first guest on the line? And we'll, we'll talk a little bit of Go for it, Aggie football here. Yeah. Coach, start it off.
1: Yeah. So uh, we'll take a quick look back at 2016. Uh, let me give you the rundown on what happened over in Aggieland. Because um, we all care so much. It's kind of a big deal. Okay. I Go guess you it. could say. Uh, so they started off the year against the old UCLA Bruins at home. They got a new stadium. Um, interesting thing happened, though, uh, with a 24-9 to lead in the fourth quarter, the Aggies decided, you know what, I want to play a little bit of extra football. They gave up the 15-point lead, forced overtime, uh, ended up winning 31-24, however. Um, so they took care of the Bruins right out the gate, uh, took care of Prairie View, 67-0, a big shellacking. Uh, by the way, we will not be talking about Prairie View A&M tonight. Yeah, on we should definitely not on that. List. not for games like that <laughs> um, and then a nice four game stretch where they faced some pretty good competition. They went to auburn won 29-16, only allowing six points in the second half, played Arkansas at home, beat them forty five twenty four allowing only seven points in the second half, went to South Carolina winning twenty four thirteen allowed only six points in the second half, and then at home at Tennessee, this was an interesting shift in the momentum for a and m um is that one of Tennessee's miracle games? Close. Oh. It was very close. Um with a 20 point 21 point lead in the fourth quarter, AM decided, you know what? Let's make this a game. <laughs> Gave up all 21 points, forced overtime. Both teams scored in the first session, and then AM won forty-five to thirty-eight. Um they went six and oh in the first half of their season, a really good start. Kind of an up and down, it was weird. Um but then you got into the second half of their season, and they went on the road against Alabama played New Mexico State at home at Mississippi State, and then three home games against Ole Miss, UTSA, and LSU. Turns out the Aggies would not win another SEC game. They lost at Alabama uh, 14-33 at Mississippi State, 28-35, and at home against LSU, 39-54. And Leonard Fournette did not even play in that game. It was Darius Geis that shredded the Aggies on their home turf. Uh, yes, he did. They went 2-5 and five in the last stretch of their season, ending up 8-5 and five overall. Very, very disappointing. And in all reality, their defense was probably the biggest part that let them down in that second half. Like I said, in a three-game stretch, they only gave up 19 points in the second half. That's huge for them. Um, so I think someone, you could say, is on the hot seat to start. Granted, he's in Texas, so the seat was already hot. But it got a little bit hotter after the way last season ended. I think someone is going to be one of those coaches that we talk about. If things don't go well to start, he's going to be looking at being fired. Um, Looking forward to this season, um, they they go on the road against UCLA. So a home-and-home game, obviously. Um, I think it'll be interesting. I think with Josh Rosen at the helm, I think this will be a much better game for UCLA. I think they're poised to win that game. So it's going to be a very important one. Uh, it's one of the games I'm very excited to watch for a this year. Uh, then you have a four-game home stretch against Nickel State, Louisiana Lafayette, Arkansas, and South Carolina. Uh, and then one of the biggest games in the middle of the season, they play Alabama at home. Uh, hopefully they can have reminiscent times of Johnny Menzel and the Heisman years uh, because that would be a huge win for them against Alabama at home. They go on the road the following week against Florida. Then, at home, they get Mississippi State, Auburn, and New Mexico. Big games. They're going to need to win those. Um, Then they finish their last two games on the road of the season. They're at Ole Miss and at LSU. LSU, to me, is going to be the big one. Um, So, on my schedule, I'm looking at UCLA, Alabama, and LSU as being the big games. You also got on the road at Florida and Ole Miss. Those are trigger games for them as well. Um, But I think... The exciting thing for Aggies this year is that they have a crop of young, talented guys, and I have a couple of guys that I'm looking for, and they're all on the defensive side of the ball. They're all sophomores or youngers, but they're all guys who I think can and possibly will make a difference for them. Um, At linebacker, you're looking at Justin Dunning, who has been plagued by injuries. He's had three torn ACLs, but the kid has measurables. He's 6'4", 230 pounds, they moved him to linebacker. He's got potential to make big plays inside of linebacker. You also have Anthony Hines, who is the highest-rated 2017 recruit. He was an early enrollee at A&M, um, and I think he adds a lot of depth at linebacker and could potentially play coming out of the gate. Um, at uh, the defensive backs, you have Charles Oliver, um, who has showed a lot of promise filling in last year in his freshman year. Um, and could solve a lot of problems that they have at depth there at the cornerback position, he could also be a long-term solution for them. You look at safety, Larry Pryor is the big one to me. He filled in for Armani Watts whenever he was absent last year due to injury. You have Watts back this year, but he adds a lot of depth at the safety position. And then the biggest name who I think could make a big difference after Josh Reynolds leaves is Jamon Osborne. He's going to be a big-name wide receiver. Look for that guy to make plays. He's got the measurables, 6'3", 215. A lot of guys are comparing him to Mike Evans. He could be a big red zone target and could be a big scorer for AM this year. Um, and that's, that's kind of a big deal. I mean, AM's going to be able to need to score, um, and they're going to need to be able to stop teams on offense. That's what the SEC is about is stopping teams... On defense, I mean, it's about defense in the SEC.
0: Yeah, and a lot of this too is, what do they only have four away games this year? So they need to really be on their on their mark and and win at home. Because if they win at home, they go nine and four. That's huge. Awesome. And
4: joining in the sports bus for the first time out of Houston, one of my brother's groomsmen, a graduate of college uh, from College Station, Mister Ben Ray. Ben, thanks for calling in. Hey, how's it going, guys? Having me. Hey, it's a it's a pleasure to have you. Even if you are an Aggie, we're talking Texas A and M football. What do you what are you looking forward to this season? Talk to us.
2: Well, not a whole lot, but uh, you know, we had this whole issue uh, a couple of years ago uh, where we had these two five star quarterbacks who which one to play. Yeah, you know, it's like every other SEC school knows that we quarterback this year, except for us. We've got this five-star crew, Kellen Vaughn, coming in to a third quarterback. And, uh, you know, it doesn't even look like we're going to start him this year. I'm probably just having a transfer next year, so I don't really know what we're doing. But uh, I guess I'm a little more upset than excited
0: for the season. It's kind of an usual occurrence with a football. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Ben, let me ask you this. Um... As an A&M fan, do you want the Aggies to do well this season, or do you not want the Aggies to do well this season so that someone actually can get the boot and you guys can move on?
2: Yeah, no, that's a great question. I mean, I, I'm definitely uh, in the smaller percent of A&M fans. I definitely want to see us do bad this season. I've been one of the people that's been calling for someone's head for the past, like, Three years, we're tired of going eight and five, but uh, you know we spend like I think it's, since we joined SEC, we spend the second best on recruiting out of any. Don't quote me on that, but it's something like that. The second most on recruiting any uh, D one school, and you know we just down we, we're in the backyard of the best town in the country, and we do down at results, and it doesn't make any sense. And uh, yeah, I think we just need uh change in um, coaching I think he, he can shave We got a great defensive coordinator. But you know, someone's uh he's a recruiter, he's not a coach. And our talent comes here and it just doesn't develop and it's a problem.
3: Well, Ben, uh that may be uh the greatest answer I've ever heard and you might be my favorite Aggie fan. I love when Aggies say they want to lose. Um, but realistically realistically when um, when you look at the team And the schedule And who they have to play this season Give us Give us your real life prediction Whether you want Them to win or not How many wins Are you going to see From the Aggies this season? I really? think A&M wins Seven games this
2: year I think we've got We lose to UCLA Like that's a tough Out of conference game To start the season Josh Rez will be healthy uh, we won that game, we barely won that game in him last year. Uh, we lose to Auburn, we lose to Alabama, we lose, we play half Florida, we lose that game. And uh, you know, we'll find a way to lose one or two more games. But um, I that's, that's not the optimistic way to look at it for Aggie fans. I mean, one or two of those games can go either way, but then again, we could lose to Arkansas, or we could beat Arkansas High on it. <laughs> I I
0: seen this one in eight again. It's going to be the same, the same thing. So I mean, I I don't know. I'm not that excited. This it's realistic you know, it's though. Fun. I love it. I love it. It's realistic.
4: All right, Ben. Thanks for calling in. I think we found our our new A and M caller in for the
0: the he's season. He's my favorite Aggie Absolutely. of all time. Our our
4: pessimistic, pragmatic he's Aggie. Not
0: pessimistic. He's realistic. The man knows. And and I felt the same way last year with UT. I kind of wanted. Then to not do as well, so we get strong out of there.
4: Well, Ben, we appreciate you calling in. Uh, hopefully, we can get you on again soon, and and good luck this season. Hey, there's always beer to drink, so grab your case of Strangeland, and enjoy the season.
2: Yeah, of course, guys. I appreciate you all
4: having me anytime. Awesome. Thanks, brother. We'll talk to you later. All
3: right. Take care, guys. Bye. Oh, I, my one quick question here, and that's for Ballad, is, you know, you said thanks, brother, but, um, you know, why couldn't you get
4: your brother, who graduated from A&M, to come on the show? Was he too good for us, or what? See, also, anyone... He
0: is married now, so...
4: Yeah, married, ball and chain, your life gets a little more jam-packed when you got a wife, and Ben Ray, Sigma Nu out of A&M, technically, my brother. Technically, <laughs> technically yes, your brother, but I just feel like
3: you, you threw your, your own blood brother under Very the blood. bus. I, I feel Very like blood. you let him down,
1: but... Um, hey, John ballad was doing hey, we good work. It, we for extended us an see. invite
4: and we ended up with Ben Ray, which I'm not gonna lie, pretty happy about Yeah, I Yeah, John, John Ballard <laughs>
1: sent a lot of invites to get callers this week for us. Uh,
4: Alright, uh next up, oh wait, we gotta give our predictions of wins, right? Or do y'all wanna do that? No, we gotta
1: no, move
3: on. Okay. No. Um
4: Ballad, hit it with the next team. Who we next, got? Next, we got uh the podcast's favorite team. We got the Baylor Bears. And I know we would all like to not talk about the team, but here we are talking about it. So I wonder if they're going to
1: hand out rape whistles at the first, <laughs> first game
4: game. That is just <laughs> inappropriate. That was not
3: in the script, ladies and gentlemen. So, I apologize to anyone listening offended.
4: So, so let's look back at last season for the Baylor Bears. They started off hot, rattled off, what was it, six wins? Six wins, and then came... Just the unfolding of the Baylor Bears. What was it? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six losses in a row to Texas, who was not very good. TCU, Oklahoma, Kansas State, Texas Tech, West Virginia. And they end the year with a win over Boise State. So. Good for you. Yeah, good for you. (laughs) Um. Obviously a disappointing season for the Baylor Bears. Um, they have a new head coach now, Matt Rule.
1: Pretty sure they lost their spring game too.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I've been drinking enough that that took me a second, so I like that. Um, when I look at Baylor, there's a handful of, you know, if we're going to say how can they succeed, the first one is matching personnel to the scheme they're going to do. Baylor, over the years, has been known as a fast-paced team who's going to score a lot of points and give up a lot of points. Matt Rule's got to come in and find some sort of medium there. I was reading up on him at, Tem- at Temple. He's a real run-the-ball, the grind-the-ball-down-the-middle type of guy. And at Baylor, he doesn't really have the personnel for that. It so. doesn't sound like Baylor. It's, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if he can pull that off. So, um, you know, a couple of players that I've seen out there that you know, you'd be looking out for. The offensive player, Terrence Williams, a running back, uh, probably
1: junior. Terrence Williams, junior.
4: Terrence, Ru- Terrence Williams, junior. What did I say?
3: Terrence Williams, a junior. No, he's yeah, his Terrence Williams,
4: the junior. I don't know a ton about him. <laughs> so I don't really follow Baylor football, but i just fucking s- with you. Baylor supposed to be pretty good. Oh, he beat the shit out of Texas last year. Yeah, he what? He put up 120 on us. No, 180. 180. Hey, fake stats. We could bring that back. It could be good. Uh, and then best you know, Baylor defensive player. We got a guy on the, uh, defensive end, KG Smith. I like that. That's J. easy to say. KJ. Damn, I fucked that up. KJ. <laughs> <laughs> great, as, great as a redshirt freshman, had five sacks last year. Um, you know, what can I say? And, and talking about Baylor football, it's been, they, they've they had a terrible year. There's no doubt about that, not only from <laughs> the season, but just everything that went down. And let, let's just go ahead and say there, everyone on the podcast disapproves of what happened at Baylor over the years. So can we all agree on that? See. All, uh, all in
3: favor, say aye. So aye. aye.
4: aye. <laughs> I've decided this season I'm going to try to look past what happened in the past, if not only for the sake of debate on our podcast – and because I want Baylor football to be able to move past this. It's one of those things where... It's a great university. It And, and it has been a great university. It will Can continue be. to be a great university. And the shitty thing is, is that what happened at Baylor could happen anywhere. Of course. You and it probably a, does. You get a power-hungry, aggressive coach paired with really shitty leadership at the university level. This is something that I think, unfortunately, we will see in the future. And... I'm just saying you never know where it's going to happen. At the end of the day, I just never want it to happen again. I especially don't want it to happen at the same school twice. So I'm just going on record now as saying that I am not, I'm going to try to no longer shame Baylor for the things that have happened because I, I think we've gotten our fair share of doing that on this podcast. Um, If nothing else, but for the sake of debate. So let's look at Baylor's schedule moving into the 2017 season. Guys, looking at this, what jumps off the page to you?
0: A whole lot of nothing to start again.
3: We got a big old game against uh, Liberty, and then they follow that up with another home game against uh, Powerhouse UTSA. (laughs) And then a tough road game in Durham, which will be tough for Baylor, um, playing Duke
4: who has uh, been on the rise in football. I was going to say he's
3: gotten better over the years. Uh, yeah, that's
4: the hardest. That's the hardest non-conference game. When they thought. scheduled this five years ago, they thought they were going to roll this one. Yeah, I would love to see them lose the Duke.
3: They could lose to UTSA. They're on the rise too right now. I hope they do. Very possible. Um, I mean, obviously the, uh, the OU game stands oh out. That's a, they got OU at home. Um, they have to go uh, into Stillwater, play Oklahoma
1: State. They are in trouble as soon as they hit conference. Of play. course, yeah. they are. Oklahoma. At, at K-State, at K-State, Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and Texas. That's gonna be a tough test for me. Here's them. where they messed up. Here's where they messed
3: up. They picked, well, maybe not. West Virginia has their homecoming game. I guess that's probably the weakest home game they have as far as conference
4: games go. That's fair. Here's the way I see this. Baylor's over under totals for the season, seven and a half. The first three, they should win, right? I mean, they should win those three games. I'll give them
3: two out of three.
4: But hypothetically, they should win those three games. I'll give them two out of three. And then they've got, towards the end of the season, Kansas, Texas Tech, Iowa State. There's, let's call it, six wins. I'll give them two out of three. They've got to find two more wins on here to hit their over-under. They're going to lose to OU. They're, they're gonna, gonna lose Oklahoma. They're State, gonna lose to Duke. And they're Tech. gonna lose to Kansas State. So they've gotta beat West Virginia, Texas, TCU, Answer your point, Spencer. They've got to clean up against Duke on the road. That is a tall order. I'm I'm struggling to find eight wins on this schedule. What about you guys? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you.
1: Um I mean I'm struggling to find their sixth win on this schedule. Honestly, <laughs> like that's the thing is I don't think Baylor makes a full game. They're instead. gonna lose to Duke. Is there's way too much change going on and and, and in all honesty I, I'm kinda with you ballot on this. Like I, I think you gotta give people the benefit of the doubt to move on and improve no, upon their situation. I totally agree. I think that's paired along with how the program does. Um but but in all honesty, I mean just looking at this with no regard to what has happened in the past I think this is an extremely tough schedule for them. I think mm-hmm. Duke is a challenge on the road. I think that next five-game stretch is very hard to find two wins out of there. And then you look at their last four games, I don't think that they win three out of those four. Um I think they lose to Tech and Woo. Iowa State. Um, Woo! So, I think the challenge is set forth for Baylor. Um and it's a very, very tall order for Matt Rule to accomplish. I think if we're looking at the 7.5 and, and I'm a betting man, I'm taking the under on this one. Yeah. I mean,
4: I, I think I'm right there. Even as someone who's trying to look past the things that have happened to Baylor, um, finding eight wins here is a tall
0: order. Did yeah, but their schedule's actually set up a lot better than what we've seen from Texas. Sure. Um, you have the first three games. I agree with Ballad; They should be wins. Um, I wouldn't they, be surprised, be, though. But they should be. Yeah. They should be wins. And so we'll go ahead and count them as wins. And then they go from there to Oklahoma, loss. But they could beat Kansas State. If Kansas State has an off game, they could beat Kansas State. So hypothetically, they could be 4-1 in the first five games. Ooh. Then they have a bye before they play Oklahoma State. So if Matt Rule is as good as what he was at Temple, they have a possibility of winning that game. If anything, they have a possibility of getting healthy again. So out of the next two games between Oklahoma State and West Virginia, they could win one of those games.
4: And beat the mullet. I think and they the West, beat Virginia West Virginia game is at home for a homecoming.
0: So I think they beat West Virginia. They'll lose to Texas. They'll beat Kansas. So that's six wins right there, and they either have they have to, they have to win two out of the last three between Tech, Iowa State, or TCU. So they could win eight games. There's no way. They are winning more than eight games. There's absolutely no way. I think we agree there.
3: All right, that was Baylor. That was Baylor. Uh, we got to get into Tech. Um, you know, ballot. Go ahead and uh, get our get our next guest on the line. Um, and we will. Uh, I'm sending him. I'm letting him know now. But um, we'll go ahead and talk about last season. Break down some of the the games, and we'll get uh we'll get our next guest on the line. Um, so we're talking about the the Red Raiders, um, the old Cliff Kingsbury's. We got last season. They started off with a huge win over Stephen F. Austin, who we cut. Uh, lost a absolute shootout, sixty-eight fifty-five to Arizona State. Uh, Won another shootout to the LaTex Bulldogs. uh, Destroyed Kansas. Lost to K-State in another shootout. You're terrible following the script, by the way. Continue. Am I? I? Continue. I don't see a script. Continue. I don't see a script. Continue. Uh, Threw me off. Uh, Got beat by West Virginia. Big time. Um... Lost another shootout to Oklahoma State, uh, won a close one to TCU, got beat by the Horns in Aus- uh, in Lubbock last year in another shootout. I mean, clearly these guys can't play any defense. Um, lost another 45-44 game to Oklahoma State, uh-huh. 66-10 to Iowa State. One. I mean, th- this is all over the place. I mean, the scores are everywhere. They had Pat Mahomes, who was a incredible athlete and surprised all of us by going 10 in the draft. I um, mean,
1: dude's a baller.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I, I like the kid as a person. I like him as a football player. Um, but that defense struggled a lot. Um, I mean, what, what did you guys think of last, last season? And what do you guys think? I mean, is there a quarterback who can take over what he did?
1: I mean, it was the Pat Mahomes show, and, and when you look at it, now we got to trust Cliff Kingsbury. And he really hasn't shown much out of the talent that he's been given, really. I mean, what he's had has been what we've expected. Um, not much has changed the tech. They're not playing defense, still what we see. They're not running the football. So it's all about can they, get, can they distribute the ball, can they pass the ball.
0: John? No, a- a- absolutely. Uh, five and seven is not going to get the job done. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is on the hot seat. You know, um, the offense is iffy. I understand that uh, they are a high-powered offense. That's what they're known for. But Patrick Mahomes is... He's a real deal, and he really carried that offense last Mm -hmm. year. The defense... I mean, if Tech would just step up on defense, they would be a national powerhouse. And it is so unfortunate um, that they that they just can't get it done. I don't I don't know. We'll see. I, 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 I don't think tech can can really hang in the Big Twelve this year, but um we'll we'll kinda see what happens.
3: Alright, well we do have a special guest. Um hey Garrett Strickland, uh one of our good buddies. How you doing, man? Our tech uh tech expert. What's going on, man? Hey, not a whole lot. Just uh, ready to talk some football. Yeah, man. Uh, let us know what you're looking forward to this season. After uh, the after the Red Raiders lose Pat Mahomes, and you know, tell us tell us how they're gonna rebound from that. Yeah, that was a, uh, that, was
2: a that was a big hit. But you know, I think that you know Nick Shimanich has been behind him for a couple of years. He's been watching his every move. I think that he's ready to step up, and uh, we've got a lot of guys here ready to just compete, and you know. Try and uh, make the best of the season. Try and bring back the Big Twelve Championship. And, uh, you know, offense is obviously our strong suit. We got to work on our defense a little bit. We'll see how that goes. But I mean, we got a new DC uh has been there
0: for I think two years now. Brought in a couple of good guys. He led U of H to a Conference USA, uh, USA championship uh, a couple of years ago before he came back over to us, but. You know, I think that we've got a lot of guys out there that are ready to compete and, and try and bring one back to uh, West Texas. Garrett, I just want to start off by saying that I miss you, buddy. So, what is what is your outlook on Cliff Kingsbury's future moving forward if this team goes, let's say, 6-6? Six and six? Uh, Well, uh, you know, in Lubbock they call him the king for a reason. I don't think that he's... Uh, <laughs> He's getting dethroned as much as some people might like to
2: see it. I think that, uh, you know, I think that he's a great coach. I think that, you know, he, he does a great job leading the offensive portion of the team. Uh, and as far as defense, I think that's why he brought in Coach uh, uh, Gibbs. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, he signed through 2020, so I think that he's going to at least be there that long. And, you know, uh, I, I don't see it going six to six. I think, you know, we might bring. Uh, bring home a few more wins than that, but you know, honestly, I think he's there for for the long haul. I think he really believes in the uh, in the team and
1: in the uh, and in the university itself. Oh, Garrett, it's good to hear your voice again, man. Uh, so you're right about one thing: Kingsbury is definitely a prettier man than old Tortilla Face Leech that was there. Uh, Vegas has got you guys at an over under of five and a half wins on the season. Realistically, what do you think this season looks like? How many wins do you guys get, and and kind of how do you foresee this season going for you guys? Uh, realistically speaking, uh, you know we've got uh, we've
2: got a couple games I think that we can pull out of the bag. I uh, you know I'd like to see us uh, win some of the big ones. You know, hopefully we can pull off you know something that gets OU or TCU again. Um, I think that playing Texas is going to be a real Struggle as always, you know. Uh, it's always a pretty big battle, you know. I would say that, uh, you know, I, I would say that either five and seven or six and six, is, you know, pretty realistic. But you know, I'd like to see us win a few more
5: and, uh, you know, bring something over a, a five hundred schedule or a five hundred record uh, to end the year.
3: Well, I like the optimism, Garrett, and um, I, I really, I really think the Tech, you know, if they can play some defense and just shut somebody down. Um, I mean they may have a chance They can score That's for damn sure They always have been able to It's just been that other side of the ball oh, yeah. Um, But hey man We really appreciate you calling in uh, Chad's hey,
0: got one more thing for you Garrett let me tell you this If if Tech goes Seven wins Before they play Texas I will buy tickets For that game For you to come here to Austin And we'll go to the game Hey I
3: will take that I will take that Hell yeah <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, hey, no, we no, 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 no. we uh we miss talking to you, man. We got to come, um, you got to come down here because we're not coming up to that uh, bumfuck nowhere, luck at Lubbock. So come down, see us in Austin. Um, we do miss you, man. We appreciate you calling in. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Good to hear from you. All right, take it easy, buddy.
0: So, um, so he was very optimistic. Very well, and, um, and, and also and very would, realistic. But I would expect nothing less from a tech fan. But very realistic. And, as and well. The reason I'm saying that is because let's face it, there's nothing else to do in tech. So, than to drink and then think then you could win that many games. Drink in and a think season. that you can score more points than the other team, and that's what they've <laughs> done to this point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely don't see this. I am definitely going at five wins for tech, um, maybe six if they're lucky.
3: Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's go to TCU. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to TCU. Um, so basically, last year TCU finished at six and seven overall. Um, they beat South Dakota State. Good for them. They beat the Jackrabbits. Had a thriller in double overtime uh, against Arkansas uh, that they lost by a field goal. Uh, beat Iowa State, beat SMU, lost to OU in a in a close one, fifty two forty six, barely hung on to beat Kansas, which uh, Texas couldn't say the same. Um, lost big time to West Virginia, lost a close one to Tech, uh, won huge in Waco against Baylor, which uh, nice I know. The were falling off. I know we were all talking about that one for sure. Uh, then had a bye week and then followed that up with a huge loss to the, uh, to the cowpokes at Oklahoma State. Beat the dog shit out of the horns.
4: No, we beat, no, the, that's a, oh no, yeah, that was a game that was supposed to save Charlie Song's career, and Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, that was that bad game.
3: Um, and then, uh, <laughs> then turned that around with, uh, <laughs> with a devastating loss to K-State at home. Closed it out with a loss to Georgia in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Um man
4: TCU it was a disappointing definitely season definitely a letdown season yeah absolutely Some people had them as a playoff team like people were high on TCU <laughs> and to finish under 500 not a good look for the Horn Frogs
3: Well they got Jackson State, Arkansas and SMU again to start off this season Um they have Arkansas in Fayetteville which is obviously one to
4: circle uh, that's all to, to scheduling A, a you know a, a tough SEC opponent In the first game Or second game of the season
1: Well let's be clear It's a mid-tier SEC opponent uh, yeah.
4: Well,
3: yeah Let's yeah. not mid-tier. over-exaggerate
1: mid-tier. Belima and Them piggies
3: Belima or Belima? Bilma.
1: Okay Same thing
3: So SMU And then they got At Oklahoma State Which is Probably another loss At K-State Which they'll probably lose Um we got, uh, they they come in, well, uh, they got Texas at home, which is, I guess, good for them. Um, then they have to go at OU on 11-11, November 11th. 11, so they better make a wish and pray that they can somehow pull one off mm-hmm. um, at Tech. And then they got Baylor at home. I, I just don't see Tech. What is, what is their seven and a half is their over-under?
4: The story of the Big 12.
3: <laughs> I, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. Um, the, you know, you got you got Kenny Hill, Mr. Kenny Trill, self-named, um, back at quarterback, senior transfer, um, Kyle Hicks at running back, another senior. They, they are stacked at, at seniors on their offense. That's for damn sure. Um, and Gary
4: Patterson's a good coach.
3: so He is. He is but he, he pulls in. Two and if he's lucky, three-star recruits. Um, he'd get a four-star every now and then, but I just don't. I don't see them winning more than seven games. I'm going to take the under on that
4: one. Yeah, that that's where I'm at. I see seven, and they've got to pull a big upset somewhere. Maybe Kansas State. Unfortunately, it's on the road for them, so that's not helpful. Um, and unfortunately, I hate to say it, but they could beat Texas. I mean, if Texas, if the, if the wheels fell off by now, and it was like a true first season for a new head coach, I mean, it's not unheard of to to, to to see that
0: happen. You know, they beat the dog shit out of us last year. I'll tell you this. Their schedule is the most friendly schedule in the Big 12. Um, they are spaced out really well between some of the really good teams. So, yeah, they could definitely sneak up on an Oklahoma State or a, an Oklahoma – Or a Texas, uh, because they have no bodies in between them. Uh, I really think that the Kansas State game on October 14th would be a huge game for them to win um, if they want to get over the seven and a half games.
1: I think if they play their potential, we're looking at an eight-win season. Um, I got them pinned at about six or seven right now, which is sticking them at the under. So, pause the button, man. I'm going to go ahead and
3: take the under on this one as well. Take note, Uncle Mac. Yeah, um, we gotta hit a quick break. Um, and then we'll get into four more teams in the state of Texas. We'll be right back with a little more sports buzz. Well, y'all come back now, you hear? Do you feel the buzz,
5: or is it just me? Trust me. Something in the air just above me. Something like a dream state. You call it a clean break. Do you feel
2: the buzz, man?
3: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sports Buzz. As always, the show is sponsored by... Stringsland
0: <laughs> What a... A beer for any occasion. A beer for all occasions.
4: A beer oh, fuck to me. drink all the time. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, Fair? I'm dying. Fair? Yeah.
1: I'm going to have to call you back.
3: A cup of coffee. Chad, please just go into Houston.
0: Please. Let's about. get into the Houston Cougars. Cougs. Just to let you know, Houston's flooded right now, so good thing I'm no longer there. So we're going to cover the Houston Cougars, <laughs> hey, Cougars guys. Uh, Tom Herman's former team, now taken over by Major Applewhite, Major, former UT quarterback and coach. Guys, Cook started off really hot last year, winning uh, five of their first five games. Uh, <laughs> what? I'm just saying, they started off hot. They started off real hot. The huge game against Oklahoma, just literally taking it to them, showing them that that meant business. Um, that was a huge win for the program to actually put them on the map. Um, however, they couldn't withstand it throughout. I mean, still they went 9-3, and three, which was great. However, there was a lot of turmoil within the program due to all the speculation with Tom Herman. So, um, of course, they beat Texas State 64-3. to three. Just <laughs> want to throw that out there. I was at that game.
4: <laughs> Fuck. For, For how long? I was at the whole game. I was actually in Jerry Fields' suite. I don't know if you saw the side of the stadium. It's got his name on it. And, yeah, we watched that entire game. Luckily, I was in the suite where there was lots of free beer, and I needed
0: every drop of it, but... That was embarrassing. So, Houston, coaching changes all around. Um, They do get a couple guys back. They lose, of course, their quarterback from last year. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what they do this year. What do you guys think about the Major Applewhite hire, and uh, how do you think it's going to play into this year?
1: Man, honestly, I want the best for Major Applewhite, but I think he's about to fail. I I, I think, honestly, this Houston team is about to take a turn for the worst, which is not... Not what I want, but it's what I think is going to happen.
3: I don't think so. they got a week-ass schedule um, and a week conference. I, I think that Tom Herman left the pieces there to build, and Major has been around the coaching game. He's coached under Saban. He's coached under Herman. He's been around the coaching realm, around college football. He knows what he's doing, and I think he deserved a position to be a head coach. I wish nothing but the best for Major, and I really think he's going to succeed. I think he's going to be a great coach. I always saw him as more of a coach than a professional player.
4: (sighs) i got to disagree with you. I think Houston is going to have a really tough season. They open the season with UTSA, a team on the rise, who has continuity at the coaching staff level. Where they don't have the, the turnover the that's continuity. happening in Houston. You like that? Do
0: you know how long UTSA's had a football program? Do you know
4: how to spell continuity? I know how to type it because I type it a lot. <laughs> they've practiced for as long as they played. But they've got a coaching staff. They got them to a bowl. And they're going to play a team that doesn't have any of their coaches from last season. Honestly. Major I was a coach. That's good. <laughs> he was. but He was wasn't a head coach. Okay. But he was there. He was there. He knows the players. I was in a lot of UT games <laughs> last year. Game. You wouldn't say they had continuity in the coaching staff for me. I'm just saying. That's because nobody came back. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was gone. I'm just gonna going to say, I just don't see Houston Let's having, go. having we're eight wins. We're, we're,
0: we're long. Let's go. All right. I got Houston with 9-3 uh, again.
1: Dude, honestly, is... This... Minus eight. I'm going
3: under. I'm They're taking out. the over with Houston. I'm over. I think. I think nine's good. I think nine's a solid number.
4: For are split on that. I can't we wait. Zig to try. and we zag The Zacks. Are we writing this down?
1: Well, nope. you, gotta, you gotta drink I'm not. You, you got to drink. Gotta drink. I said we zig and zag, but you. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll drink for it. You're drinking. Just because you're thirsty. So I'm thirsty. All right, coach. So I'll bring, I'll bring up SMU. Who is going to be Houston this year <clears throat> at home? <laughs> um, but the Mustangs went a classic five and seven last year. Uh, signature wins were against, uh, UNT, uh, Houston. And, uh, Tulane, obviously. Um, they play, the oh, a- too They play the a- oh, wow. AAC. Um, they, so they start off this year with SFA. They get UNT at home. They play TCU on the road. They play Cincinnati on the road. They play Navy and Memphis on the road Four road games. I got to think SMU is going to have a little bit better year than that. Um, But I think the biggest thing for SMU is that they have a three-headed monster at running back Uh, between Xavier Jones, Braden West, and Kaman Freeman. uh, Those three guys are probably some of the best running backs in the AAC. Uh, You look at some of the other competition they have, Arkansas State, UConn, Houston, Tulsa, UCF, uh, and Tulane. Uh, I just got to think that this team goes at least 500 this year. Uh, that's what I'm going to stick with is a 6-6 six and six record. They are projected currently at five wins. What do you guys think looking at this schedule? I think five wins is fair, but I'm going to go on a bold prediction and say they lose to one of the two teams that we
3: cut, um, SFA or North Texas. I'm not going to say which one, but I think they're going to lose to one of those teams. There you go, bold prediction, less than five.
1: Hmm. Less than five, so you think they go four and eight? Yeah, they're shit. I think so.
0: I'll say it from the cave. Oh, yeah. shit. I'll go on a bold prediction as well and say uh, U of H will beat them. <laughs> um, That's
3: so bold, Chad.
0: Other than that, I i mean, over under five. If you can't win five games, it's ridiculous. They're playing Tulsa, UCF, Memphis, Tulane. Um, they'll lose TCU. Arkansas State, come on. That right there is five games. Arkansas
3: State is a good team in the Sun Belt. Yeah, they win it every year.
4: Keyword Sun Belt. <laughs> we'll
0: get I into mean, that. In a second. Even if you
1: take away Arkansas State, they have UConn SFA. That's still two more wins. UConn's Yeah, game.
0: yeah, they'll, the, yeah. They, they should. They they should win five games. That's what I'll give them. I'll give them five games.
1: You're taking
4: the push.
0: Win. I'm taking the push. There's no way. They is a, which is a win
4: in the gambling role. I'll tell you that. Valid. Yeah, I think they, I think they can squeeze out six. Uh, I think that they get their natural five, and they'll up some uh, upset somebody at home. Not sure what it's going to be. If I had to guess right now, I think maybe they could be Memphis at home. Or I'm sorry, that one's on the road. Uh, I think it'd be Tulane at home. It feels like a winnable game, and I think they could also be Tulsa. Uh, UConn's probably the the game that will decide their season on the over under side. So yeah, I got over on. Sure. Over.
0: shocking yeah. up to huh. U of H for a loss. All
4: right, well, uh, you know, talking over-unders,
3: Texas State's got a pretty low over-under. Ballad, tell us what you think about uh, our
4: Bobcats. <clears throat> what do you see from the team this year? Well, i I say, I'm real proud to be a Bobcat, but not because of their football team. Yeah. When I was doing some research and saw the two and a half over-under on Texas State, I thought to myself, wow, that's a guaranteed over. And then I looked at their schedule And even in the Sun Belt, I cannot find three wins on this schedule. What? I think they beat Houston Baptist. I think they beat Coastal Carolina. And other than that, finding a third win on this is really difficult You're telling me me they're going to lose the I-35 battle to UTSA? Like I said, continuity on the coaching staff. Wow. They've just gone off a bowl win. They're rolling. I'd love to say we're going to beat UTSA. But it's not a guarantee. That's probably the one I feel the best about. Listen but. here.
3: Listen here. We got a new coach He's in his second year. Yep. He's got his guys in there now. I think this is an easy bet. This is an easy over two and a half. They will find a way to win at least
4: five games. Show me the other two games on here. I don't know. I don't know anything about anybody in the Sun Belt. I know enough to know that getting to five, never.
3: I like the coach that's in place. I think the team is going to find a way to win four to five games. Here's I think the...
1: two and a half is the easiest bet on this page. They will win their home opener against HPU. They will beat UTSA, and they will win one of two against New Mexico State or Georgia State. I'm taking the over.
4: Yes, George, no way. We're going to come up for a bet for this. Coastal but... Coastal's the easiest team to beat in the conference. There's no way they'll beat Georgia State. Georgia State's pretty good. Just looking at last season, I mean, forty-one to twenty-one against Georgia State. I'm just saying, got uh, smoked by Incarnate Ward. Oh no, that's the one win they had, or one of the two wins yeah, they had. Yeah, private school. I mean, look at look at the, the scores from last Saturday season. School. Let's not even talk about the big teams like Arkansas and Houston, who held us to a combined six points. We almost beat Idaho and Troy in a first year. Idaho, I don't think we play this season. Troy, we do play Idaho because they're in our conference. Troy, we lost a forty to seven. I wouldn't call that a close game. That's close. New, Maxi- New Mexico State waxed us ten to fifty. So, I just, I just don't see it. Um, Idaho, I, I was right. Not on our schedule this season. What? We don't, don't play Idaho? Yeah, I was right. So they were in our conference. I'll just say, I would love for Texas State to go over on this, but I just can't put my money there. I think, though, as a podcast, we'll come up for a bet for next week on the quest of three. I'm saying if six home games, we win three.
0: Woo, I'd love cold. to.
4: I, I mean, I would love to see that. Um, I, I just don't see it happening. And at Texas State, I've been on record since college saying that it's going to be a 15-year journey to be a really respectable school that's exciting to root for. I, I read an article today in SB Nation that said that Texas State is primed to be a great Texas college football school. It's in a fantastic area. Um, academically, it's on the rise, and it's a fun school to go to, so players are going to want to go there. Uh, when I look at the schools that we need to beat in the recruiting battles, it's UTSA. We got to find a way to steal kids from SMU. And we gotta find a way to steal kids from tech, which is gonna be really really hard. But once we can hit those two first ones, I think that we're in a position where it can be a school to be proud to root for. What do you guys think, as alumni? Right.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right. Absolutely. Um, I think that if you get kids on campus and let them see uh, what we would call bikini hill, yep, it might change their minds. Who knows? Um, I think that the schedule is is really tough um i think that they get run ruled by colorado real mm-hmm. early um it's we just
1: gonna be for that there's no runs in football Ooh. Ooh.
0: Yeah, it was it was, was oh that's a rule that's a, a rule oh, cool. you were in every
3: episode you know the rules no so. I, I know the rules
0: i was just saying it was a joke like you know what i'm saying colorado's gonna run all over them it's not I, gonna be fair after the first quarter
1: i so i'm in agreement with you about i think they're gonna have to win some of the recruiting battles but i think one of the the other schools that they're going to have to beat in recruiting is one that they play quite often, and that's San Angelo State. And I think that leads into our next school that we're going to talk about, and that's San Angelo State. Spencer?
3: Yeah, and uh, we we really we really know nothing about San Angelo State, so we brought in a, a former alumni who, who has been in San Marcos playing against the Bobcats. Decker Williams is here, former defensive back. Decker, thanks for joining us. What do you see from San Angelo this year? Uh, man,
5: uh, I mean, Coach Wagner, He was uh, my last year there. He was the first-time coach, and, and the things he did with that program is uh pretty outstanding, and I don't expect nothing less from him. You know, he's just, you know, bouncing back, you know, getting guys – you know, in certain spots, you know, for, my, for instance, the quarterback position—that's a you know strong position. You need a strong guy there as well, and they've
3: been lacking that to last year. Well, so and, that's and, re- and and Deck, I I know that you were there a long, long time ago, and a lot of these guys—I mean, you don't hardly know anybody that's on the team anymore. But um, and we know nothing about San Angelo other than that you were there and you played you played defensive back and safety there, so. Um, is there anything you can tell us or expect from the team this year? Uh, just uh, expect them to, to be up in the in the – they'll
5: be in the running for sure. They'll be up there uh, towards the top, you know, of the, of the league in the conference as far as uh, standings and go. I wouldn't count them out. You know, I know they got them uh, preseason pole ranked six in the conference, but I'd say at least – I think they'll finish about third at least. That's, okay. a, that's
0: my guess. Chad. Well, Decker, I know that uh, we just talked about Texas State with an over and under of two and a half games to win. Um, I know you're saying San Angelo State is going to probably dominate that. However, I've seen your highlight film, and I'm more curious of what you're doing now. Oh yeah, uh,
5: man. Uh, right now, uh, I just finished up playing semi-pro football out here. In Round Rock, and uh, now I'm I'm, uh, thinking about uh, joining a rental league. uh, Hopefully, local. um, Hopefully, the Syntex Calvary. um, You know, that would be my best fit. You know, so I can continue working and and do what I do uh, with my business and things like that. Um, And of course, it's good for my family and friends because you know it's close for them to come and uh, check the games out. But uh, that's just something that you know you might look forward to in the near future. So,
3: well, uh, I know you got a, I know you got a six-month-old, and you told me you just put, put him to bed, but um, one thing about that highlight day, man, as exciting as it was, uh, and, and I've told you already, you got to learn to wrap up, boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, my, my play style, you
5: know, um, obviously in it, playing in the NFL, you know, it's average three years. You know, playing the way I play, I'm pretty reckless, you know, so my career is pretty, pretty limited, you know, as far as how many years I got left. So I just got to make
0: the most of uh, the last few I got. Spencer, the man's a freight train, okay? He, yeah. When he hits people, they flip, dude, He's, all right? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. He's so a big-ass safety. Half the time, he doesn't even need to wrap up.
3: Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, Decker, definitely keep us updated on the uh, on the arena if that if that happens. I know you said you got some offers already. We will be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we want to come. Um, cause I, I gotta I gotta watch you play. I've seen you play in high school. I've I've played next to you on in middle school. So um, yeah, man, yeah, that's where I started. That's where I started. We we appreciate you calling in and and talking to San Angelo, and I know that uh, that I I you know I think Coach and I, Coach Zach and I were were at the game when you and uh, San Angelo came down to San Marcos. I remember watching you out on the field. So. Um, we appreciate you calling in and spending a couple of minutes with us. I know you got a kid and, and you got your yeah, wife coming uh coming home, so yeah. we'll let you go, man. But, hey, we really appreciate
0: you calling. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Anytime, man. We'll get you back on soon. All right, man. I'll let
3: you... All right, buddy. Take it easy. All right. Man. Yeah, we appreciate him calling. I know he's got a young young kid. He just had a, a baby a couple months ago. So, um, yeah, so we got a former... Former uh, San Angelo player and current pro football—that's our first pro on the
1: show. Semi-pro. He is
0: a semi-pro, but yeah, semi-pro.
1: He gets paid to play football a little bit, sure. which is kind of the second because Corey was what Junior Olympics, you said. Uh, Corey played semi professional hockey. Oh there we go. Hey, oh, we got, hey. got two pros. pros. We're, we were gonna right try out. to
4: get
0: on in a minute. Two semi However, two I semis make one pro. However, we, I've I've seen Decker Two play uh not as much as as you have, Spencer. Yeah. Since uh, you of course went to middle school and stuff with him. Well you grew up with him before um, I did, before I met him. Well, I mean I, I knew him from football and stuff and, and the kid can play. Um he really can. He's got a good IQ for the game. Watching him kind of transition from the high school level uh, to the college level, I, I think that he really picked up the speed of his game. He really learned how to, um, you know, kind of catch on to the speed of the game. And that's a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, especially for him to still be playing now and then talking about arena where it's even faster. Well, you saw his highlight huge. tape. The highlight
3: tape is I, what... I, is have what... Seen
0: the, I have seen the highlights here. I've seen many of his highlight tapes, honestly. Uh, I'm a big most, fan of his. The yeah. most
3: recent one is the one that got in the arena most. So, um, yeah, we got to talk uh, first impressions. Yeah. Um, and we'll give you our best, worst, and uh, something bold at the SEC. Coach, let's start with you. Uh, Ooh. Before we down. start,
4: uh, I just want to say, should we make a rule? Let's let's take Alabama out of the winners. I do have to drink for because that. Because I think we could all go ahead and say that Alabama will most likely win the SEC. Should we take that
1: out, or what, what do you all want to do with that? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about Alabama right now. Okay, perfect. Alabama is a joke. Okay. Buck Come Bama. In.
0: All right. So let me go first then. All right. All right. Best best SEC, I'm going to go with Florida. I think Florida is going to be really good this year. <laughs> I really do. I, I really like the way that they played at the end of last year. I think it's going to carry over this year. Worst, Ole Miss. Screw Ole Miss. Ooh. They can't even keep a coach around, Ooh. so we don't even know what's going on with them. Something bold. Alabama is going to lose three games in conference, Ooh. and they will finish 9-3 and three in the SEC,
1: hey, baby! Ooh, I like it. Coach, what do you got next? Well, I can't talk about Ole Miss like that. <laughs> that's just a fact. Uh, I will agree with you, Chad, though. I do believe Florida will be something that comes out of the SEC that's great. I think they can win the SEC East. I think they could take the SEC title, and I think they could represent the SEC in the playoffs. Um, I think the worst coming out of the SEC, I'm just gonna counter you. I'm gonna go with Mississippi State. Ooh! Bunch, mm. of, bunch of dogs. Ooh! And I don't think they're a bunch of good dogs. Um, I think Mississippi State is kind of on the, on the downturn. Uh, obviously, no more Dak Prescott, uh, so that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> but, uh,. <laughs> couple years uh, removed. Yeah, a uh, couple years, years removed. year. one year, I one year it, gone. I think two years removed, it just goes further in the decline. Fair enough. Um, and I'm going to stick with Chad's sentiments here. I'm going to go something bold. I don't think Alabama gets three losses, but I don't think Alabama makes the playoffs this year. Ooh. And I think that's a bigger deal for them.
0: Well, that, yeah, okay.
1: That'd be pretty big. Valid. I mean, you got some uh, SEC ties.
4: Yeah, I'm going to start with something bold, because I think this is the year that Auburn beats Bama – in the Iron Bowl. I've got them winning. Uh, if nothing more, then it would be one of the best weekends of Haley's life. So I got that over that. And with that being said, I guess my winner would have to be Auburn. If Auburn's good enough to beat Alabama, they will win the SEC. The loser of the SEC, I'm going to stick with Vanderbilt. They've been awful. They're going to continue to be awful. If I'm making all these all these bowl predictions, I'll do one that's safe. <laughs> Spencer? We need a soundbite for that. Uh,
0: <laughs> we definitely do. I'm
3: going to go on bold prediction first and say that Texas A&M... Stop. They won't fire their coach mid-season, Chad. Um But I do think that they are going to finish at less than seven wins. Um, Makes sense. Ooh! But I think... Th- the best I mean, it's stupid. Are we leaving Alabama out of it? You can yeah. pick Bama. You can pick Bama. No one
0: else has We're leaving
3: them out we're leaving them out, so uh, I wanna see what Georgia can do in that SEC East. Kirby Smart
4: second year I like that?
3: I just want to see if they can actually compete. Uh, I don't think Tennessee can do anything in the East, but yeah. I don't know. No doubt. Um absolutely. Best worst, full prediction, worst. Uh Worst is going to be, I think the worst is going to be Tennessee's fall. Um, you know, they got lucky last year. They had some miracle games. They had my brother who uh, has alopecia mm-hmm. as well, which I'm pretty sure I have, which is not doctor diagnosed, but I do have a pretty bald spot on my, on my leg. Um, so my alopecia brother, um, he's gone. I don't remember his name. What was his name, the quarterback? Dobson. Dobson, Josh Dobson. Um, he doesn't have any hair because of alopecia. I got gotcha. it on my. I got. I got early stages. Um, so I think Tennessee without Josh Dobson and the miracle, uh, they're gonna be the worst in the SEC. What was your bold? Bold a And M finishing less than. I said less than seven wins. So I'll stick with that. Uh, you know, once you say something, you can't go back on it. Perfect. So less than seven
4: wins. I know I could have gone back and listened to that.
3: But yeah, you you could
4: have, but they would have called me out if I said anything.
0: Absolutely, and I was going to call him out on the fake stat of Kirby Smart for two years, but that is a very good stat by our producer, Ballard. You think stat. he's
3: trying to throw fake stats back in? He's been talking about it all, all He's right. been talking about it. like two weeks now. He has been talking about the it. return of
4: fake stats. Um,
3: it thanks. was
0: good, though. It was a good stat, and I like that.
4: Um, did, did we... Uh, I'm going to call him live. I'm not even going to step out and just see what happens. I like it. I all like right. it. So... Uh, The Nightcap. We're see if we can get our... Sponsored nightcap. by the beautiful, delicious, Strange Shh. We're see if we can get our, our reoccurring hockey analyst from OU, Corey Ramsey, on the phone. Yeah, we're, see what on this,
1: the we're trying to get two semi-pros on one show. Let's get the ring. Yeah. That's a whole pro. What, oh, time what time is it?
0: Definitely past his bedtime. 1025. 1025. Is he back from vacation?
1: 1023. 1023. 1023, exactly. Exactly
2: of course i in Costa Rica still <laughs>
1: let's just leave my voicemail yeah, now. Starting yeah. To get let's core leave no, him my no, voicemail
2: you
0: should definitely leave, special special leave special my voicemail at the tone please
2: record your message when you have finished recording you may hang up or press 1 for more options
4: hey Corey this is the guys from Sports Buzz we are Talking college football all night, and uh, just want to let you know that here in Austin it's uh, ten twenty four, and oh you suck! Fuck you. <laughs> well, that all was right. Corey. Uh, glad he could
0: call in. Yeah, thanks, Corey. Yeah, thanks.
3: Uh, didn't answer our phone call from the first show on Wednesday. Didn't answer our call on the second show on Friday, so.
4: I don't What's that know if
3: we. I don't know if we should have them on anymore. Yeah, we probably will. Only for chill. We'll, <laughs> we'll wait. We'll, we'll wait, wait till yeah. We'll wait till NHL shows back up. Um, we're actually not that bad on time. I, I'm happy to say that. we're
4: only six minutes over right now. Yeah, we could ruin it, but here we go. We're, we're the, dragging it out, but, I uh, mean,
3: I'm gonna always drag it out a little bit. But hey, um, I do want to thank our guests, uh, Ben Ray. Garrett Strickland and Decker Williams for calling in and talking their
0: teams. Absolutely. They're all great. Yeah, and, and we,
3: we appreciate do appreciate all you guys. Of course, of course. And, and we don't get that. We don't get too many call-ins. Um, so it's nice to have that. Changes up the show a little bit. But I want to thank you guys as always. Mm. Especially I want to thank I've never heard him thank us. Bless up. I thank you guys every week for being here. <laughs> Bless up. I want to thank uh, our producer, for Pressing Buttons Ballot. Yes, Chad. It's good to have you back, man.
0: Yo. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh,
3: coach, as always, see, um, see. I hope you guys enjoyed our uh, Texas college football show here. Um, next week we'll be back to our regular schedule, talking pro show on Wednesday and. Yeah amateur hour on friday <laughs> so be sure to check it out share it out with your friends if you're listening tell us what you think i'm the host spencer swimming we're the sports
2: bus and we are out Peace. this party is officially over